Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is Darren Mitchell and you're listening to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Trust you've had a fantastic week. Uh, Recording this podcast a little bit later than normal. In fact, a lot later than normal. It's uh, nearly 6 o'clock p.m. uh, in the evening on this Wednesday, the 17th of February. And the reason for that is I've just run a couple of great workshops for an organization around negotiations. So I thought, uh, what better time given it's all fresh in, in the mind, and also some great interactions, great conversations around uh, negotiations with this group uh, that I record a podcast and just share some thoughts in around negotiations, which hopefully will be beneficial to you as a sales leader, but also for your team as well when it comes to negotiating outcomes with uh, key stakeholders, partners, obviously customers, but also thinking about this with your own negotiations internally as well, whether it be negotiating an idea, negotiating a set of new requirements, set of KPIs, or in fact, negotiating sales targets, which is uh, which is often something that we, we don't necessarily have the opportunity to do, but it's, uh, hey, we can always live in hope. Uh, not that I've ever been able to negotiate my target down over the years, so funny about that. So anyway, I wanted to talk about this concept, and this is the theme that ran through the workshop today with this group. And it was becoming a principled negotiator. Now, you probably have experienced this, and I certainly have over the years that I've been negotiating with uh, with clients and certainly with, with providers, is that uh, often the negotiator will run very specific tactics and very specific strategies to try and win as much as they possibly can at your expense. And it really is a negotiation based on a win-lose uh, and it's not it's not the it's not conducive first of all to long term relationships, but it also sets a precedent in terms of when of when you're going back to have another conversation with this particular organisation, it sets a precedent that the last time there was a win lose scenario, and you might even go in even harder this time to protect your interests and not necessarily get the best outcome for both parties. So we talked a lot today about this concept of principal negotiation, and I believe, and I've seen this happen in many industries and many teams that the key to successful outcomes in negotiations is, first of all, to be a person of principle, but second of all, do your planning, do your preparation, but also have, as an organization, be really clear on what the principles are and that you want to gear your, I guess, negotiation, your conversations, and hence your relationships around win-win outcomes. Now, the team today, they were talking about the fact that they do a lot of negotiations with organizations that they'll have to have a longer term relationship with or they might have a number of interactions or transactions for want of a better term over a course of say 12 months or two years and so many of the guys are being finding it really difficult to negotiate with these people because the other side are very one-dimensional they're very competitive in their nature they're very stoic when it comes to uh, holding their ground and being very specific on what they would like to have in terms of their own interest and not necessarily considering the interests of this organization and therefore creating win-win outcomes. Now, I'm not going to go into negotiation tactics to try and get around that, but I wanted to talk specifically today about the concept of being a principled negotiator because there are four key principles I wanted to give you a really high-level overview of that I think is really conducive to creating this win-win scenario that if we can get good at this 
and use this almost like a, a standard form of a negotiation or a standard form of thinking around negotiations, then we certainly put the odds in our favor to get much better outcomes, not just for us, but also for the, uh, the I guess, the organization that we're negotiating with to try and get an outcome. And it really does come down to four key principles. And these key principles, when, when done right, uh, enables you to get an outcome in most situations. Now, obviously, there's going to be some outliers and there'll be some exceptions to every rule. Uh, and one of the things I did share with the team today is that, you know what, sometimes we have to be prepared as individuals, but also as an organization to simply say no and be prepared to walk away. And this is where you've got to do your preparation up front and know which levers to pull and know how far you're prepared to go before you actually do walk away from a deal or a potential deal. Because what you don't want to be doing is you don't want to be uh, contravening these key principles because it will point to your integrity and you will actually continue to condition this organization or this other party in terms of how to deal with you. And that unfortunately sets a precedent which can be dangerous because the expectation is the next time you have a conversation, next time you have a negotiation, they're going to expect you to behave exactly the same way. So one of the key takeaways from the team today was if nothing else, what we're going to do is go into a negotiation with these four key principles in mind. Now, we talked about you know, handling objections and talking about different strategies to you know, make concessions and bargain and get an outcome. But essentially, if you keep these four key principles at hand and if everything you do is get around these four principles, then more times than not, you get really good outcomes when it comes to your negotiation. So, so let's dive into these. So principle number one, one of the things we have to do up front is be really clear on separating the people from the problem. Now, this is very similar to feedback, and I talk a lot about feedback when it comes to dealing with people. We have to focus on people's behavior and not the individual themselves. And exactly the same principle applies when it comes to negotiation. Yes, we are dealing with human beings, and human beings potentially can be uh, well, first of all, quite emotional, but also they can be really unpredictable as well. So it's really incumbent on us, and a key principle here is making sure that we can separate the person's behavior from the individual themselves, which means we need to really understand the person, understand what motivates them, understand what makes them tick, but also understand the problem. So thinking about how do we understand the person themselves and what motivates them, what they like, what they don't like, and really delving deep in terms of their I guess their beliefs and their values, if that's been known. And, and a lot of that will come from maybe previous engagements. And if you're doing a negotiation that's really fresh and you don't really know this person, then as part of the introduction into any negotiation, a bit of the small talk, just having some conversations, you should be able to get a bit of an indication in relation to the type of person and what's their sort of behavior style they demonstrate. So really getting granular on understanding that person and being able to uh, think about three specific things in relation to that person. The first one is the perception. So think about any perceptions that you might have of that person. Be really clear not to project those perceptions on them. And maybe you've had some experiences with this person in the past and it may not have been as, as positive as the experience you would have liked. And therefore, sometimes we can perceive them to be a certain type of person. So really using empathy here and trying to be as impartial as you possibly can. So first of all, think about what the perception is they have. Also take into consideration that dealing with people, there's going to be potentially emotions at play as well that may come into the fore either in the beginning of the negotiation, throughout the middle, or any really at any stage throughout the negotiation. So thinking about how do I separate the emotion, how do I deal with those emotions, and how can I respond appropriately to those emotions and really get a good understanding of this particular person. And in that process, really demonstrate some really positive communication skills so that uh, whatever is being thrown at me, I can use my listening skills and my questioning skills 
to really delve, delve deep and get underneath some of the, I guess, the surface issues which you may actually see and uh, really get a better understanding of this particular individual. And the other part of this, of course, is looking at the topic of the negotiation itself and trying to understand, okay, what is the substance of this negotiation? What is the behavior? What is the issue that we're going to be grappling over? What is the issue that hopefully we're going to be getting a win-win outcome over? So being able to understand the person, but also getting a better understanding of the context around the topic that we're going to be talking about will give you a really wide understanding of the person and the, the topic that we're going to be talking about. So that's the first principle, separating the people from the problem. The second one is, is an interesting one given that a lot of people don't spend a huge amount of time on this. They just go for the jugular and go for their own interest. And that is spending time uncovering the interests of the other person, but also being in a position to communicate clearly and effectively what is your own position and what are your own interests. I've often been part of negotiations where this part of the work hasn't been done well enough, which means that negotiation goes off tangent very, very quickly because we haven't been crystal clear on both sides as to what our interests were, what was the, I guess, the overriding motivating factor, what is it that we're trying to achieve, and therefore we had this big disconnect. Now, part of the planning, of course, is to try and identify, for us at least, before we go into the negotiation, what is our walkaway position? What is our best case scenario? And through the discovery of and asking questions and uncovering the positions and interests of the other party, what you'll be able to do is hopefully understand where their walkaway position is and where their best case scenario is. And hopefully between your walkaway position and their walkaway position, there's enough buffer there to have what we call a zone of a possible agreement where you can actually negotiate and, and therefore get a win-win outcome. But the, the interest versus the positions part is really interesting because uh, a lot of feedback I got, and particularly these guys today also said, we don't spend a lot of time doing this, nor does the other party. It's almost like, hey, we know exactly what we want and we're just going to go hell for leather for that, which doesn't lend itself to a great win-win outcome. So be really clear and spend some time, invest some time getting really clear and understanding the other person's and the other party's position, but also what their key interest is and what they are motivated by in terms of a successful outcome. Because that, again, will give you a really solid foundation from which to build a, a mutually beneficial negotiation program. Principle number three is this is something that a lot of people don't use either, and that is if we're going to be a principled negotiator, we need to focus our attention on win-win outcomes, which means it's not a zero-sum game. It's not you win, I lose, or I win, you lose. It's a case of, well, how can we look at what we've got right now, and how can we look at options to grow the pie bigger than it is right now? That means we have to be creative, and sometimes it means we have to be innovative in terms of options we can put on the table to then potentially grow the pie bigger and create better opportunities for both parties. Now, if you can do that, then it's a fantastic outcome for both parties because all of a sudden, what you started with is not what you're going to end up with. In fact, you'll end up with something better and bigger than what you intended when you first started the negotiation. So this becomes a mindset. So if I can look for mutual gain, if I can look for win-wins, then I'm going to be looking for the opportunity to grow the pie bigger than it is today. But you've got to make sure that in this process, it's not a win-lose. So it's not growing the pie to make their share bigger. It's growing the pie so there's mutual benefit to the grow, the growing of the pie, if that makes sense. And so one of the things to think about, and this is what a principal negotiator will do always, is they're very, very clear on what their interests are and they will protect those interests. They're also very clear on understanding what the interests are of the other party 
and they will do what they can to protect the interests of that other party as well. Now, if you can do that, then you'll get a great opportunity to grow the pie bigger than what it was and get a much better outcome than what you intended when you first started. And the, and the last one, the last principle, principle number four, is thinking about what is the objective criteria. So, so many negotiations are done based on subjective criteria, very, very specific criteria that maybe fits one party and not the other. So what are the industry standards, for example, that we need to put in place that we can use as criteria to base the negotiation on? Which means that if, if one or either party goes off tangent or goes down rabbit holes that, against, that are against the criteria, then there's an opportunity to bring them back, have that conversation and bring them back on track and then hopefully move forward to a win-win outcome. So there are four key principles that we use to become a principled negotiator. Now, what was really intriguing is when we cover these off today, the guys were talking about the fact that very rarely, if ever, do negotiators that they're dealing with use any of those principles. But also on self-reflection, uh, neither, if they were really honest, neither did they use this as well. So one of the key things they've now taken away is, you know, what they want to build a much better longer-term relationship with a lot of the suppliers they're dealing with, with a lot of the partners they're dealing with. And so putting these principles in place and then sharing these principles and using this as a basis or a foundation for negotiations will certainly stack the odds in both their favor but also their, the, the other party's favor in order to get some great outcomes. So it's a, it's a key thing. And I know there's a lot of people out there that will say, you know what, I'm just going to negotiate to get the best outcome I possibly can. And hey, there might be a time and place for that. But if you're in B2B sales in particular... And typically, you're going to be negotiating with people over a long period of time or having multiple interactions and a long-term relationship. It stands to reason that you want to put uh, some key principles in place that become the bedrock for the relationship moving forward, which, by the way, makes it a lot easier for subsequent negotiations if you've got these principles in place. So I trust that makes sense, and I hope that is of value to you as a sales leader, but also to your team when it comes to negotiations. So the key message today is be a principled negotiator. Look for win-win opportunities. And if that's, your, if that's your bedrock, if that's your foundation, then I guarantee you'll be going into more negotiations with a higher level of confidence knowing that you've got these principles in place. Now, if you find you've got uh, other parties that don't want to live by those same principles, then it's okay to say no. And I've said this to the team today, that it's okay to say no and to walk away from negotiations because under no circumstances are we going to contravene our own principles because we want to do good business that's profitable for both parties. And if we're looking for longer-term relationships, then sometimes we just have to stand our ground and say, look, you know what? The courageous thing to do right now is to walk away. And if that means losing a piece of business, then so be it because it's a, short, it's a small price to pay for, um, for getting back on track and maybe a longer-term gain rather than getting yourself into a bit of a bit of a spin and setting a precedent for what could be a long-term one-way relationship, which is not good for you and certainly in the end, not good for your uh, customer or key supplier you're dealing with. So with that said, be a principled negotiator. Keep these four key principles uh, close at hand. Use those, develop some consistency around those, and it'll be a lot easier to get better win-win outcomes, not only for your, uh, your business, but also for your team. And this applies both external but also internal negotiations as well. So as a key reminder, if you'd like some help with your leadership and you're committed to taking your leadership to the exceptional level, let's jump on a call and have a conversation about how I can help you do that over the next 90 days. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits and we'll jump on a Zoom call and have a conversation about that and I really look forward to having a conversation with you. And as a key reminder, if you haven't uh, yet subscribed to the show, please press the subscribe button and if you can do me one huge favor and also rate the show on the platform that you're listening to, especially if you're on Apple 
podcast. If you can uh, rate the show, that'd be greatly appreciated because it will enable other people just like you to more easily find the Exceptional Sales Leader podcast. So once again, thanks for plugging in and I look forward to talking to you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it, but also if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.